Here at No Higher Calling, we want to say thank you to all of our faithful listeners and encouragers. As a thank you gift, um, now through December 1st, you can get in on the Thanksgiving sale on www.nohighercalling.org. All of our resources for the heart and home are available at 25% off, which is the biggest sale of the year um, when you use the code THANKFUL, all capital letters, T-H-A-N. K-F-U-L. There are wonderful things that you will find for yourself, gifts for others, lots of great gifts for new mamas, Um, but we hope that these different resources will be a blessing to you and that you can take advantage of this sale to get these products in your home. Ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, thank you so much for joining me back on the No Higher Calling podcast. In today's podcast episode, we are going to be talking about postpartum essentials. Um, I am about to have baby number five, so I have been through several postpartum seasons now. Um, Each one has looked a little bit different, but thankfully, as I have had more and more children, um, postpartum has just been smoother and smoother um, because one, I'm more educated, and two, uh, I know what to expect and I know how best to prepare. So not that I've arrived and this is like the golden list of the things that you need and the things that you want to do, um, but for me, these are things that have been so, so helpful and have really aided in the recovery process during my postpartum periods. Um, so I thought that I would just do an episode kind of sharing some of that. I know that many of you are expecting little ones. We're just, we're in that season of motherhood where babies come and uh, babies come out. <laughs> and then you have kind of the aftermath of that. And postpartum, I think is something that people are talking about a lot more these days. Um, but I feel like for a long time, it was something that, you know, you just, you focus so much on the pregnancy and eating the right things and doing the right things and, um, you know, nourishing baby. And then you kind of forget about what they call the fourth trimester, which is that period of time after you've had baby and you are healing from like major, Uh, major giving birth and uh, trying to adjust to hormones and, uh, you know, in some ways a new body and having this little person that you're now keeping alive and just so much goes into that postpartum season. So um, I think it definitely warrants some emphasis. And I love seeing um, more of an emphasis being put on that uh, just for my own self personally, because, you know, I, if you've listened to my birth stories of my children, which I'll try to tag down in the comments, um, my births have progressively looked very, very different. Um, and that has also been reflected in my postpartum seasons. You know, when I had my first 
Uh, one, I didn't know what to expect at all. Um, again, nobody really prepared me. Um, I didn't really have women in my life having these conversations with me. I did not have my OB that was really telling me, like, this is what to expect. This is how to work through it. Um, you know, this is what's normal. This is what's not what's not normal. Um, so it hit me like a ton of bricks. I wanted nothing more than to be a mom, like, all my life. And then I finally was... And it was just like, wow, this is hard. <laughs> this is difficult. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with me and with baby. And I am a very um, just go-getter personality. I don't sit still very much. That is something that my husband is trying to work on in, in encouraging me, like, it's okay to sit down and relax. It's okay to not be doing something. I'm just so task oriented. I'm such a type A. Like, I just, I want to be doing, I want to be uh, ticking boxes. I want to be achieving and accomplishing things. And so that attitude really um, influenced that first postpartum season with my daughter is, you know, I just thought that I was achieving super mom status if I looked like like I did before I got pregnant ASAP, if I was back on my feet as soon as possible, if I was, you know, three days postpartum and here I am cooking a homemade dinner and laundry is done and the house is clean and I've got this sweet little baby. Um, so my expectations for that season were just crazy crazy. Um, and I've learned so much now and I realize, wow, uh, that it's, it's not being a super mom to just pretend that you did not just have a baby. Um, you know, you are a super mom because you had a baby like that is major. You grew a human for nine months. Um, you gave birth to that baby. Now you are continuing to sustain life for that baby. Um, and grace is needed in the postpartum season. Um, so I kind of had to walk that journey and learn that. Um, and then as I transitioned with my third baby to having a home birth and a midwifery care, and I had that again with my fourth, I'm having that now with my fifth. Um, and I really started reading a lot more, just the culmination of all those different things that were happening that I was experiencing now. I'm um, just in a different model of, of, prenatal care, um, I started really feeling educated and more aware of my needs in the postpartum season. And I think sometimes in motherhood, um, we just put ourselves so much on the back burner. You know, if anything is going to sacrifice, it's going to be mom. If anybody's not going to eat lunch, it's going to be mom, you know, and, um, and, and some days it just calls for that. Like there's just the, there are demands of life and there is a sacrifice of motherhood. Um, not while I'm an advocate that you shouldn't take care of yourself. I definitely think in taking care of yourself, you you allow yourself to best take care of those that God has entrusted to you. That's a whole topic for a different time. But when it comes to this postpartum season, I think it is very important for us as women to realize that it's not being selfish. It's not being self-centered or anything to say, hey, Look, <laughs> a lot just happened and this these are my needs. This is what I need. And I found really with my husband is he 
has, you know, no idea really of what's going on. He's not the woman. He's not the one experiencing this. So he only can comprehend my needs as I communicate those to him. And again, that's taken me several babies to learn. Um, And it's still not something that I'm great at. That's an area that we're working on in our marriage is just me communicating my needs better. Um, Because sometimes, you know, I give these subtle hints or I give a look or I just get upset because I assume that he should be able to read my mind. Um, Whereas when we actually talk these things out, he's like, I can't read your mind. I would love to read your mind, but I can't read your mind. So if you communicate with me, that lets me know what you need. And then I can act upon that. So that's been helpful. Um, And really that has been a huge shift in the postpartum season for me in the past you know, couple babies is having some of these conversations with him and being like, look, okay, this this is a need. Like I need this. I need your help. These are specific ways that you can help me in this season so that, yeah, maybe I am out of commission for a few weeks, but if I can take those few weeks, then I am back on my feet and I'm able to jump into life better in the long run than if I rushed it, which is what I did with my first and and really even my second baby. I just rushed it. I pushed it and it took me longer to heal. It took me longer to stop bleeding. Um, It took me longer hormonally to get more settled and established. Um, It took me longer to get, um, you know, breastfeeding going well. Just some of these different hurdles that I look back and think, if I would have slowed down, if I would have communicated my needs better, if I would have just taken care of myself better in that season, I could have circumvented some of that. So I've really worked hard in the past couple babies to to work on those areas postpartum-wise, to to prepare those in my home, those who are helping me. Look, this is kind of what postpartum season looks like for me now. I've had several. I kind of have an idea. These are things that um, don't help me. These are things that do help me because I've found people want to help. Sometimes it's just communicating to them what is actually helpful to you. And that's different for everybody. You know, maybe you want somebody to come over and hold baby so that you can take a nap. I don't want that. I don't want anybody to take my baby. I want that baby on my chest and I don't want that baby to leave for like weeks. (laughs) But what I do need um, is somebody to play with my other kiddos so I don't feel guilty that they're bored out of their mind. Or I need somebody to help clean a little bit or to throw a meal in the crock pot or something like that. I was joking recently um, with someone, you know, we don't have family this postpartum. Uh, Being in Australia, that's very different. We've always had Simeon's mom around to help. So it's going to look different. Um, My expectations are having to shift a little bit, but I'm also having to prep ahead more. Um, You know, Simeon's like, I will do all I can, but he can't cook. Um, But he's like, if you've got it prepped and ready in the freezer, and you can just give me instructions, like I can do that. So that's what I'm saying. Some of these conversations um, can really help. Okay, this is this is what I need. This is his limitations. <laughs> these are his needs. Um, we're going to work through this to figure out, okay, how can we meet both of this? How can we come together and make this season practical? 
And I think sometimes when people come to the postpartum and they think of, you know, oh, I'm just going to stay in bed for two weeks or I'm going to try to take it easy for a month or six weeks, like it just seems so impractical. And it is a, it is a, a life shift. I'm not going to lie. My house is not going to look like it normally does. And I'm going to have to be okay with that. Um, you know, life is going to look different. And and Simeon and I both have to be okay with that. But a couple things. One, it is a season. And it is a very, very brief season. If you've had a newborn season, you know that it evaporates so quickly. It is here and it is gone. And if for no other reason, that in and of itself is why I put so much effort into planning ahead for postpartum because I know that I'm going to blink and that baby's not going to be that squishy curled up newborn. It's going to be a, you know, two, three month old and life goes fast. And I want to try to savor that as much as I can. Just soak all of that in, um, you know, myself personally, but even as our family, just really enjoying that. Um, so that means, you know, calendar responsibilities might have to change. Um, you might have to, like I said, prep ahead. I'm doing a lot of prepping ahead. I'll share an episode that I did when I was preparing for Willow that talks a little bit more about that kind of postpartum prep. Um, but I'm trying to do those things to help set up my family, um, to help set up my husband for success when we do hit these very abnormal few weeks where mommy's just kind of not going to leave the bed. Um, Mama's just going to hold a baby and that is all that is on my task list for the day. If I accomplish more than that, hey, awesome. If not, I, I achieved what was the priority for that day and we're going to call it good. Um, so anyway, That was just a long kind of rabbit trail about postpartum and some of my thoughts on it. Um, But this episode in particular is addressing just some of the essentials that have really helped me in my healing and getting back on my feet in those initial days. Um, And I will link another episode down in the show notes that I did with my nutritionist friend, Rebecca Grant, on nourishing your postpartum body. So she really emphasized in that episode um, the depletion that pregnancy and birth has on the body, on your mineral stores, on all those different things, and how in that fourth trimester, in that postpartum season, how mom can best nourish and rebuild up and really help heal your body through food, um, again, not just so that you are at your best health, um, but as you're nursing a baby and staying up late with a baby and all of those things, that you can help best take care of baby, and in turn, you know, if you're healthy and you're healing and you're having those, uh, you know, depleted things built back up in your body, you're going to be able to better serve your family. So that's a great episode. But I just want to go through a list. I actually had posted this on my blog, goodness, a long time ago. Um, But I went back and kind of tweaked it since having Willow. And as I'm preparing to have this little one, I tweaked some things, removed a few things, added a few things. Um, And so these are some postpartum essentials that have just been so, so helpful to me in my journey of healing from having babies. Okay, so we're just going to be women and just have an intimate little conversation here. Um, and I'm just going to roll with it. So 
buckle up. Here we go. All right, so all of my births have been vaginal births. I have not had a cesarean, so all of this postpartum stuff is really going to be for vaginal healing. Um, you know, if if you've had a cesarean, that's a whole different realm of of healing and what to do and what not to do. And I'll be perfectly honest, I'm not educated on that because I haven't had to do it. Um, so this is recovering from a vaginal birth. So for down below. As you are healing, as you're recovering, um, these are just some different things that have really helped me. Um, so the Herbal Perennial Spray by Earth Mama has been really, really great. Um, I It is important to me to have products that are natural ingredients, that are not filled with a ton of junk, um, especially as I am trying to heal very sensitive and intimate parts of my body. I want to be very careful with what I am putting on and in my body. Um, so all of this stuff um, I feel very comfortable using um, just coming straight from really whole natural ingredients. And that's what this herbal perennial spray is. So basically, you know, you've had skin down there that has stretched, um, that might have possibly torn, that is healing. And, you know, I've had I've had all over the spectrum. Um, I, I tore pretty bad with my first. I had to get stitches. Uh, I don't think I actually... I might have had like a first degree with my second, um, but my home births, I haven't had any tearing with, so that's been a blessing, um, but I've actually used this spray with all of my babies, and it's been really helpful um, in just kind of soothing, healing, and I know sometimes as you have like tears and things like that that are healing, you have some itching that comes with that, just discomfort, and I feel like this spray was really helpful to kind of uh, alleviate a lot of that, and it is kind of cooling. Um, so it's just, uh, just really pleasant <laughs> actually, you know, after you go to the bathroom, you just spritz it and, um, you know, it's, it's really helped in my healing process. The next one that I have enjoyed using is the Soothing Herbal Bath from Earthly. Earthly is another company that I stand 100% behind. Um, I loved using them when I was in the States. I miss it now that I am here in Australia. And whenever somebody comes and visits me next, I'm going to send them with an Earthly order to bring to me. Um, but this Soothing Herbal, this soothing herbal Bath um, was really great. It was a gentle and natural way to really soothe your skin um, that, like I said, stretched and torn and it helps with uh, reducing bleeding and swelling. Another thing is the Thinks postpartum panties. Now these are reusable um, like menstrual underwear but they have a set that is specifically for postpartum um, and I, I really enjoyed using those. So I think the first time that I used those actually was my last birth was with Willow. That was my first time using a reusable product for um, postpartum. I've used reusable menstrual products before, um, and that's a topic for another time. Um, that actually, I did an episode with a lady. I'll link that down in the comments. I did an episode with a lady on reusable menstrual products, and I think we talked about some different options there. So I'll try to link that one in the show notes too. Um, but I have realized that pads, like your just traditional always or whatever brand that you would get at the store, really irritate my skin. Um, I have very sensitive skin. And really when you do some research and find out the things that are in those, uh, in pads and in tampons, it's kind of like, wow. And I, I put that against my skin, those delicate areas like we're talking about. Um, so it made sense to me on like, oh, this is why I'm breaking out. This is why it's hurting so much. 
Um, so I really, tr- last postpartum, I was like, I want to step away from that. Um, and I want to try to find a reusable product. Now, let me say this. In the first couple days when the bleeding is the heaviest, I do not recommend these. Um, I am going to be in Depends or some type of incontinence disposable underwear. That's the best thing. I've done pads before. I've done different things. I had to give me the old granny panties and I just, that is the easiest, the best, uh, just, you know, it's disposable. You can throw it away when you have that initial heavy bleeding. But as the bleeding starts to taper off and, um, you know, I, I didn't even realize this with my first baby. Um, but you know, here I am like a week, two weeks out and I would think, okay, I'm done bleeding. And then I'd be up and about and running around and all of a sudden I started bleeding again. Like, where did that come from? Well, I've learned since that if you're doing too much, bleeding is a sign of your body telling you that, like, you need to stop. You're still healing. Go lay down. Um, so since I have learned that, um, now I try to, to take that time and to let myself heal. So I tend to, once I get through those initial days of bleeding, I tend to have less bleeding. Um, you know, there are some other things I know red raspberry tea can really help if you're drinking that through your pregnancy that can help reduce the bleeding that you have. That's been helpful for me. Um, but that's a little more like preemptive care. So in the postnatal, um, getting through those first days, if I'm just pretty much relaxing, resting, laying around, I found that the postpartum underwear from Thinks was just, it was enough. It was sufficient. Um, I didn't really worry about messes. I didn't have any leaks or anything like that. Um, you know, change them out as you need. But that was great. And it I didn't have those issues. I didn't have the rash. I didn't have the soreness that I had been having wearing um, just, you know, your regular store-bought pads. So I really enjoyed that. I'll be using that again um, in this postpartum. So another thing is the Frida Mom Washer. I love all the stuff from Frida. You've got Frida Baby. Um, they've got the little like nose sucker thing for when kids are stuffy. We have used that with all of our children. Frida just has some genius products. Um, but I love their mom washer. So I know when you go to the hospital, you get like that Perry bottle that was not uh, designed by a woman who has had a child. It is just not uh, well designed. Um, but the Freedom Mom Washer has an inverted sprayer. So you, you know, you hold the squeezy bottle normal, but the sprayer sprays up. So you don't have to like awkwardly try to hold that little plastic bottle that you get from the hospital. If you're like, I have no idea what she's talking about, there's a link, you can click it and you can see what I'm talking about. Um, but it's just, it's it's built with gravity in mind. And so it's a great way, you know, in those initial days where you're trying not to wipe, you don't want to use toilet paper, everything's delicate. Um, you know, that after you go to the toilet that you can just spray that and wash off and be good to go. Um, so definitely recommend the Freedom Mom Washer. The next thing is Freedom Mom Cooling Pad Liners. So I've made pad sickles before. I, you know, you can find all the DIY recipes on, on Pinterest for that. You know, you got the witch hazel, um, I believe it's aloe vera, different things to help just kind of with soothing down there. Um, but again, I had issues with pads. So I was like, okay, I like the cooling relief, but I'm trying to get away from the pads. So the Freedom Mom Cooling Pad Liners um, have have worked for me. They've been really great. And, you know, they're, they're not messy. I don't have to have 
them taking up room in my freezer because I try to prep so much food ahead in my freezer. I don't have a lot of extra space. So, you know, I don't have frozen pad sickles in there. I just have these liners and I'm good to go. So those have been great. Um, another thing that has been wonderful for me is the Dr. Butler's hemorrhoid and fissure ointment. Um, if you've struggled with hemorrhoids after having a baby, I really could not recommend this stuff more. I actually don't know how natural this is. I haven't looked into this one too much other than the fact that I knew that I was about to die because I was in so much pain. And when I looked up hemorrhoid cream, this one had like amazing, amazing, amazing Amazon reviews. And I was like, well, if it has been that life-changing for that many people, it's worth the investment. It's life-changing, let me tell you. Um, you know, when I had my first... I didn't even have my OB, whom I did really like. Um, I She was on vacation, so I had a step-in OB who was not kind at all. Like, she just wanted to get out of there. So she did not help me push. She did not tell me how to push. I'm a first-time mom. I don't know what I'm doing. I have an epidural. I can't feel anything. I pushed for two hours. Um, and because of that, I got severe hemorrhoids. Every baby since... Um, I have that problem. I think once you, once you have them, you're just quicker, <laughs> more easily susceptible to them, I guess. Um, so they have been better with my home births. Um, my midwives have some counter pressure and some different things that they do as I'm giving birth. I actually also do not push that long, um, when I am not medicated and all of that. So that is helpful as well. But it is still something that I tend to struggle with. So this ointment has just been a lifesaver to have on hand. And now that I'm saying that, I actually don't think I have any. So I need to buy that before baby comes. It is something that you're going to want to have uh, in your cabinet if that's something that you struggle with. Okay, so for the next category, we have for pain and hormonal support. Um, so Ease the Ache from Earthly is an herbal tincture that helps with postpartum cramping, bloating, back pain, mood swings, all of that. Um, postpartum balance is another herbal tincture from Earthly um, what that helps with balancing hormones, lessening your bleeding, replenishing your vitamins and minerals. Um, so I really enjoyed using those different tinctures in my last postpartum season. I really felt like that kind of helped with some of those symptoms. For breastfeeding, um, there is a breast balm herbal salve that is also from Earthly. This is just a natural herbal salve that helps soothe sore nipples. Um, you know, I know that week or two, even though I've nursed like four babies now, um, usually that initial is a little bit rough as I'm getting used to like constantly being sucked on again. So it's really nice to just have some type of natural. And I've, you know, I've done the lanolin and all of those ones before. Um, but I really like this one because it's natural. I don't have to worry about when baby latches, like, oh, did I wipe it off? I can't remember. Um, so that's really great. Another thing that I have been taking is sunflower lecithin. So when I had my son, who is my second, I got a horrible case of mastitis. Like so horrible, I thought I was dying. This is actually a funny story. Um, I mean, it, it's funny now. It was not funny in the moment. I uh, He was new. I had him. I had my other daughter who was like two. Um, and I wasn't feeling great. Uh, my... My boob felt like an elephant had been stomping on it. Um, but I, you know, whatever. I didn't know what was going on. Just roll with it. But I started like all of the sudden 
it's like a plane was crashing. Like it was getting worse and worse. I was feverish. I couldn't walk. Like I, I remember myself on the floor like holding my son in one arm, crawling with the other one, trying to get to the couch. I got to the couch. My husband was at work. I tried to call him several times. He didn't answer. Um, I My family wasn't around at the time, so I tried to call my mother-in-law. She didn't answer. And I was literally like, I have to have help. Uh, so I called my father-in-law of all people. I called my father-in-law and he, you know, it, I don't normally call him. Uh, you know, we have a great relationship, but we don't know, just like chat on the phone. So he was a little bit like, you know, Hey, what's up? And I was just like, I think I'm dying. I need somebody to come over here and help me. You know, and he's like, well, what's wrong? And here I am in like my postpartum state, like, why? Well, I don't want to tell him exactly what's wrong with me. I was like, I, I don't know. Something's going on. I just, I need help. You need to send somebody over here. So anyway, long story short, I got help. I got medicine. Um, and it, it, the antibiotic helped me instantaneously. But knowing that, uh, antibiotics are like my absolute last resort. I'd rather be preemptive. I'd rather be natural if I could. So I started learning and researching some things and realizing, okay, what can I do to try to help myself before I ever get to that point? Um, And so I had heard several people talk about sunflower lecithin and how that supplement was just really good at keeping your milk flowing, keeping your ducts uh, working like they need to, and uh, with helping with clogged ducts. Ever since then, um, I have really struggled with getting clogged ducts under my armpit, which I did not even know that you had milk ducts in your armpit. Um, Again, like, oh, somebody please educate our younger generation of women on their body and what can happen to it. Um, But I didn't know that. I just thought, you know, something like I had cancer under my arm or something. Anyway, I realized that they were milk ducts, that they were clogging. I actually tend to have that uh, problem in my third trimester of pregnancy, it starts. So I'm currently on sunflower lecithin to help with that. It is helping with that. So I'm hoping that going into another postpartum and figuring out nursing and doing all of that, that I can um, not have to go down the road of mastitis, that taking that lecithin and doing some things will really help that. I know Earthly has another, um, this, this isn't in the post, I don't think, but Earthly has another salve that is called Milk Flowin, and it is supposed to help with clogged ducts and that as well. I actually have that. I need to pull that out. Um, so that might be another thing if you're struggling with clogged ducts to try to keep that going to uh, help that not get to the point where you have mastitis. Um, and then the last category is just for overall health. Um, you know, just staying up with your vitamins. Um, in the blog post, you'll see when I was in the States, I loved using care of vitamins. Um, I don't use those anymore because they don't ship internationally, which I'm bummed because financially that was the best deal that I found, um, from a company that I trusted. So if you're looking for vitamins and for things to really help you, especially in that postpartum season, um, I couldn't recommend care of enough. They have a little quiz that you can take that will kind of formulate for you. This is what we think you should be taking. You can choose what you want from there. Um, but they're just, they were a really great company. Again, nourishing your postpartum body through food is important. You can find that episode below. Um, but another thing that has just really helped me is the Progescence Plus Serum from Young Living. 
So, um, ever since having my miscarriage, which was in between Ivy and Willow, baby three and four, I have struggled with progesterone issues. Thankfully, I have not uh, had low progesterone during this pregnancy, um, but I did with my pregnancy with Willow. And then I have since learned that if you have low progesterone, that that can really, um, affect like postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety and things like that. So I want to get on top of that because I did have some of those struggles after having Willow as well. Um, I really wanted to stay on that, um, you know, ahead of that and help my body make sure those levels were where they're, where they needed to be. And, um, when I got pregnant with Willow, like a month or so after my miscarriage, my progesterone was low. So they actually put me on like a prescription progesterone cream supplement. Um, it made me so, so sick and it was worth it. Like I'm, I, I have my willow and I'm thankful. Um, but it just, it was awful. And I had a friend that was using this progestance plus. She had kind of had the same scenario, lost a baby, had low progesterone, had a baby. Um, but she was using this progestance plus and said that her progesterone levels rose just by using um, this oil blend. And so I thought, well, you know, I at that point I was already on the cream and all of that. So I was like, I'm just going to ride out what the doctors told me this time. But after having Willow, I started using this. And thankfully, now that uh, we're about to have another baby, I haven't had progesterone issues with this one. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you what to do or what not to do. And I'm not saying definitively that that solved my progesterone issues. But I will say that that was um, the factor that was different in that part portion of my pregnancy and postpartum. Um, and I do think that it played a huge part in helping me there. It also, um, that serum helps just with a lot of hormonal support, um, just different things like that, that, uh, you know, you face in that postpartum season. So I, I would definitely recommend that. That has been very helpful to me. I know it's been helpful, um, to some other people that I follow who I trust, who are very naturally minded, who have had a lot of kids. Um, actually, I think I first heard about the Progestins Plus from Jamie Balmay from Finding Joy in Your Home. She was on the podcast not too long ago. Um, and she's very, very natural-minded. She's had a lot of hormonal issues throughout her pregnancies. Goodness, I think she has seven now, two sets of twins. Um, so I trust her judgment when she says that she tried something that worked. And uh, so that's kind of where I got the idea to try that, um, culminated with my friend's testimony of it. And it really did. It helped me and I'm so thankful. So anyways, these are some of my postpartum essentials, things that have helped so much in my healing in that season. Um, we're about to be right back into it again for time number five. Um, and you know, all of the postpartum ickiness aside, it really is one of my favorite seasons of motherhood. I love having a newborn baby. Like I just, I'm, I'm hormonal anyway, but I just told my husband the other day, like I started crying. I was like, I cannot imagine a time in my life where that season will be over for me. And he's like, well, I can imagine a time. <laughs> oh, I don't know how many more we're going to have, but, uh, he's feeling like his quiver is full. Um, but I just, I love it. There is something so 
magical and amazing and you know you've got all the hormones and the oxytocin and everything that is just like on overdrive and I just I cannot wait I love it and you know you've got all the the pain and the bleeding and the recovering from labor and the nursing struggles and all of that is intertwined in that season um But I have been able to embrace postpartum so much more and enjoy it so much more when I have done my best to take care of my body, to help my body heal, when I've communicated with others how they can best help me rest and recover, Um, and when I have just lowered the expectations on myself of this is not the season to do it all to go to all the events, to keep up with all the things. Um, This is my time to kind of just check out of the world for two, three weeks maybe, Um, you know, and just to phase back in. Really, my goal is for two weeks, it is just me and baby in bed. You know, then that third and fourth week as I'm feeling a little more on my feet, um, getting around the house a little bit more, slowly getting back into things, but I still don't really leave. For that whole first month, I try to just stay home. Um, You know, obviously if you have doctor's appointments or, you know, we do newborn photography, so that'll get us out of the house, but I don't really go anywhere beyond that. Um, You know, then week four to six, as I'm feeling a little better, you know, we start adding things in like church or, you know, the the nest necessary things. I'm, you know, more on my feet. By then, usually people have stopped bringing us meals and my freezer is empty. So mom's back in the kitchen a little bit more, um, things like that. But I, I have just found from personal experience, um, that that kind of postpartum season is so much better in the long run for everybody involved than the ones where I just thought I've got to be this amazing woman and jump and do all the things. Um, You know, we are amazing because God created us to grow life, to give life. It is such an incredible thing that, you know, in that way we get to reflect God. God is the life giver, Um, but he has allowed women to to give birth to life and into the, in, in a small way to reflect that aspect of his nature. Um, and that is amazing. That is incredible. So don't let, um, you know, guilt and, and falling behind in the season, uh, weigh on your heart. Just embrace the season, have grace for the season, realize that it is so brief. You'll be back on your feet doing all the things soon enough with a baby in tow. Um, but just to really help prepare yourself for this, um, just having the things on hand, you know, I I do think that's one thing when coming to the postpartum season is some of this stuff, you know, some of it, you just don't know if you're going to need, you may not have any, you know, nursing issues. You may not have, um, a need for this or that or whatnot. Um, but some of these basic things, You don't want to be having to, you know, wait for your Amazon Prime delivery so that you have this ointment or that salve or whatever. You you want to be a little preemptive. Um, Each of us are going to have our own unique postpartum journey, but if you're recovering from a vaginal delivery, there are things that we all go through together. Um, So kind of having some things in place, ready to go. I tend to keep a little basket of all my little essentials right beside my toilet, so it's handy, it's ready, uh, it's waiting for whatever that moment the baby decides 
decides it's time to make my arrival. And I am just ready to go, ready to transition into that next phase and soak in all that that season has to offer. So anyway, if you have any postpartum essentials that you would love to share with me, I would love to hear about them. Um, That is one thing that I am enjoying about my past couple of births is just learning. I have been so much more open to being educated by other women and hearing their stories and what works for them and seeing if it might help me in the future. Um, so anyway, feel free to share that with me. You can email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. You can engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling. But if you are staring at a postpartum season soon to arrive, or maybe you're far out, but you're just tucking these away for one day when that time comes, um, I hope that something that I shared in this episode would be helpful to you. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.